Alrighty, hello everyone and welcome to the Reformed Dissenters. Thank you so much for joining us today. Again, the Reformed Dissenters is a show where Reformed Christians, that would be, uh, you know, that would be us, the Reformed Christians, dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. I am joined, my name is Bruce Johnson, I'm joined here, unfortunately not, by Joseph Lasseter. Again, he had finals last week and so that's took up a ton of his time, but... Jacob Johnson from Pennsylvania, my brother, is joining us today. Hello. Thanks so much for joining us, Jake. So we're going to have some really, really fun um, uh, discussions today. So don't forget, you can go to trdshow.net, grab that link, share it with as many people as you can. We'd love for you to help us get the word out about the show. Grab that link. Also, hey, by the way, we're still offering our referral program. If you want free merch, you know, like this cool mug here or T-shirts or stickers, we got all sorts of stuff in the Reform Dissenters merch store. So check it out help support the show and help spread the word about the show and i i just think our merch looks cool anyways so you know why not what do you what do you have to lose except for a little bit of money so <laughs> that would be cool you can get free stuff though by going to trdshow.net slash refer i think it's refer i'll have the link up on screen right now and we'd love for you to help us support us that way. Also, email the show at trdshow at protonmail.com or go to our website, uh, trdshow.net. Scroll to the bottom, and that's where we have a contact form. Send us a message through there. We would love to hear from you. All right. Today's show is the literature of the month. It's Wednesday, our very first Wednesday episode. So thanks again for listening to us on this uh, Wednesday. Um and yeah, it's our literature of the month time. So we're we read God and Government Volume Two by Gary Damar, and um, this week we are talking about Chapter Six. So we're going to be breaking that down. A lot of really interesting stuff um, came from this chapter, talking about taxation, uh, specifically civil government taxation. So we're very excited to break that down from a biblical perspective. But before we get to that, we have to talk about the verse of the week. So we're shaking up our schedule a little bit here. We're going to have Jake go ahead and read our verse of the week. Take it away, Jake. Alrighty, and our verse this week can be found in Psalms 127, verse 1. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. And again, that is Psalms 127, verse 1. Awesome. Thank you very much, Jake. Um, so, yeah, we talked about on Monday why we thought that verse was important. So, you know, if you missed our Monday episode, go back and listen to that. But I think this is used for a lot of different things. So it's a really, really important verse to remember that we are applying all of God's word to all of our lives, everything we do. So if if the house is not being built by God, it's being built in vain. So And... Um, I did want to add. Go ahead. Um, and this this is a perfect segue into our literature this month. But um, uh, something that I was thinking on Monday is that why does this sound so familiar? And it actually relates to the book. I found a quote by Benjamin Franklin, which says, "I have lived." And this is this is um, towards Washington. So this is a letter to Washington. Um, Benjamin Franklin says, "I have lived, sir, a long time." And the longer I live, the more convincing proofs I see of this truth, that God governs in the affairs of men. And if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice, it is probable, is it probable, that an empire can rise without his aid? Mm. Yes. 
And so this this talks specifically Benjamin to that Franklin. verse saying, "How about that?" Yeah, who he was a deist, right? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't believe that God was involved yeah. in wow. our world today. Christianity was so prevalent and solid, potent. Christianity was so prevalent in that society of that day because of how the churches preached about the Bible and applying it to all of life. I mean, even the deists could not deny some of these things that it's sometimes hard to get Christians to say these things nowadays. <laughs> you mean the civil government should be run based on scripture? What? You're crazy. You're an extremist, insane person. You can't possibly expect that. Like, yeah. So absolutely yeah. crazy. All right. Well, thanks for sharing that, by the way, Jake. Really appreciate it. Let's, let's move into our uh, literature this week. And, uh, you know, God and Government, Volume 2, Chapter 6. Uh, I'm holding up two, but that's for volume two. There it is. <laughs> I'm not doing hand signals. There we go. God and Government, volume two by Gary DeMar, chapter six. And, you know, one of the first, I have, I have two quotes that I've kind of grouped under this, this first category I want to get into, which is governmental authority comes from God, right? Um, so my first quote is actually from page 307. And um, Gary DeMar said, the Bible establishes the right of, of governmental authorities to exist. And then he quotes uh, Romans 13, 1, which says, let every person be in subjection to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and those that which uh, and those which exist are established by God. And again, that's Romans thirteen one. So that's really important. You know, where does authority come from? Romans thirteen is telling us it comes from God. There is no authority except from God. You know, my my second quote kind of speaks to this um, a little bit as well from page three hundred eight that says, "Prayer alone did not create a national." government designed to limit the potential unrestrained power of the state prayers must be acted upon and then he's quoting from um what's that joshua chapter 7 verses 6 through 15 so to appeal to god for wisdom means that god must also be consulted for the standard wherein wisdom is found end quote so i tied these together because you know that second quote is talking about you know, to appeal to God for wisdom means that God must also be consulted for the standard wherein wisdom is found, right? We want to say, please help us, Lord. Um, you know, God bless America. We say that a lot of times and it, it becomes empty words to some people and they don't actually understand what they're saying. God will not bless a nation that is going contrary to him, that is not following his word, right? It starts with us turning to the word of God, the revealed word of God that he's given to us to run our lives. That's where all authority starts. That is where all wisdom begins, right? We need to make sure that anytime we're talking about civil government, we can't do it without going to the word of God. That is where true wisdom is found. So I'll open now, up the this, floor to you, And Jake. this relates back to our, um, our verse for our entire show, right? Yeah. Talking about our yep. saltiness losing its taste. Mm, um, if our prayers are not... Right. If our prayers are not acted upon, yes, then, um, you know, it, nothing happens. You know. Yeah. Yep. Precisely. But yeah. Cool. So we've, as as a culture, we've lost our saltiness. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Really good point to tie to tie that in. Yeah. Did you have any other quotes that you kind of wanted to put under this segment, or did you want to move on to a different segment or a different section? Topic yeah, heading. I can um I can bring up two other quotes. Actually, I'll I'll just I'll just talk about the one. Um So the first this one is the power to tax 
involves the power to destroy. Yes. And the power to destroy may defeat and render useless the power to create. Mm. There is a plain repugnance in conferring one government a power... Um, in conferring on one government a power to control the constitutional measures of another. Mm. Now, this is John Marshall who was talking about that. Wow. And I just, like, that point in the very beginning, the power to tax involves the power to destroy. Yes. Right? Yeah. And that is so very true. That the more, the power that the government has for taxation hmm. shouldn't go far enough in Unchecked. order for it to, right, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, dude, awesome segue into our next topic, actually, um, because what I want to talk about next ties into that directly. Uh, you know, what is the civil government allowed to do? And then also limited taxation to do those things, right? To only allow for a tax to do specific things that are biblically, uh, that civil government is biblically allowed to do. So, um, I wanted to quote something from page 313, which says the Constitution of 1787 set forth the taxing powers of the federal government in relation to its function. Taxes could only be collected for governmental functions as they were actually listed in the Constitution. If the Constitution did not specify a particular function, the federal government, Congress, had no power to collect taxes for it, end quote. So... You know, yeah, it, and that's and that's very much going back to the specific specificity yeah. of the, what what was found in the Bible, right? Mm. God, God gave specific powers to the government, the civil government, right? Yes. It and it's not like any other government where, um, if it if it says it can do this, <laughs> it can only do that. Yeah. Right. Whereas in all the other things, it's you should not do this. Christian right? liberty. But then it, it's kind of an open-ended area. Yes. There. there are there are other verses that should understand, you know, and you could go into a lot of different stuff about that, but yeah. then this is kind of where the Constitution comes in, right? And it, it's saying that unless the Constitution specifically um, power, if it gives it specifically that, that um, right to do so, it can't. Mm. Right? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Really good point. And, and that's, you know, that's how it should be run anyways. Um, it's not, <laughs> but that's how we should be uh, running it and applying that to taxation, right? You can't collect tax for something if you're going to use that tax for something that's unconstitutional. And I think something that's really cool about this too is you have to be very purposeful about what you are taxing. And what that tax is going for, right? You have to explicitly state that this is this taxation. I'm taking this much, and here's what it's being used for, specifically. And this is a biblical constitutional thing to use it for. And I'm not going outside of the boundaries of what I'm allowed to tax, the, the amount that I'm allowed to tax, right? Um, so let's see. The I'm going to go to page 314. There's a quote from 314. You know, civil government has been established by God to protect the good and punish the evildoer. Keeping the peace would be a good way of summing up its function, end quote. And so we've talked about both of those things. I mean, on Monday, we were talking about justice, right? We were talking about what does true justice actually look like? And we don't have that today. Goodness knows that. Um, so they're already failing at that. But then also... 
um, protecting the good, which talks about defense. So we've talked about military before and what a biblical um, perspective on on military looks like. You know, uh, militias, um, a extraordinarily small standing army on a federal level that only meets for a one month out of the year. You know, like there are very specific stipulations on these things, and we need to study these as Christians. So. Civil government is extremely limited from a biblical perspective. There's not much that it's actually allowed to do. It should be like one of the smallest of the four governments, right? Individual, church, family, and state. State should be one of the smallest. <laughs> um, and, you know, there, there's another quote that I want to pull from from 316, which says, A ministry of justice requires the establishment of a judicial system to hear cases of those accused of crimes. And he lists two passages, Leviticus 19.15 and Deuteronomy 16, verses 19 through 20. Development of a restitution system for those convicted crimes is also part of this, and that's uh, Exodus 22, verses 1 through 17. And, and then adding to that, uh, Gary DeMar adds a well-ordered militia to protect citizens from domestic and foreign enemies, Numbers 26, 2 through 3, and Deuteronomy chapter 20. So that was on page... 316. So that's end quote. So there's a list of what civil government is actually allowed to do. Okay. Um, the establishment of a judicial system to hear cases of those accused of crimes, biblically based. You can look at that here. Development of a restitution system for those convicted of crimes. Okay. So restitution, hearing cases, restitution uh, for the penalties, right? And a well-ordered militia to protect citizens. So th that's, that's it. <laughs> I, I didn't hear caring for the poor, uh, indoctrinating children. I, I mean, uh, giving education to children. Um, I didn't hear making sure that your house is built properly. I didn't hear, you know, like, I didn't hear any of that. Did you, Jake? No. Yeah. No. That's that's what I thought because it's, it's not there. <laughs> yeah. They are extremely limited. And the founding fathers got that. You know, like, what they didn't just come up with. Oh my goodness. Hey, here's a cool idea. Let's make a super limited civil government that can only do this set of things and anything else is not okay for them to do. And then let's create checks and balances so that they definitely can't do that. And the citizens have the ability to stop them. Second amendment. If they do right. Oh, they didn't just come up with that. They got that from somewhere. It's a book. Maybe you've heard of it. It's called the Bible. So I thought that was really cool for him to, to bring that up. Um, Anything else, Jake, that you'd like to add to that before I kind of move on to our next section? Yeah, so um, you may not have brought up um, this verse, but I wanted to bring up Romans 13, 1 through 8, right? Mm. In in this context, so you did bring up Romans 13, um, but in this context, um, and he doesn't have all the way through 1 through 8. I don't know specifically where he pulled this. Um, but it is, it is in that general area, 13, one through eight, somewhere in there. Um, but it, it reads, it is a minister of God, an avenger who brings wrath upon the one who practices evil. Mm. Right. Yep. So it, it is a minister of God who is an avenger, right? This, that's justice, right? That's the justice division. Yeah. Right. So, Yeah. That, yep. and that I just I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, really, so. really good point. Yep, tie that back, tie that back in for sure. Um, cool. Okay, so we we've talked about limitations of civil government. We've talked about what it's allowed to do, what it's not allowed to do. We've talked about 
um, taxation and how it has to be very specific and how you can only tax for something that is specifically going to be used for a biblical constitutional thing, right? Now we have to talk about overtaxation because clearly right now we are being way overtaxed. Israel was overtaxed. Israel under Roman occupation historically was overtaxed. This is the Israel has a whole history of overtaxation, being overtaxed, right? So what's the deal there? My title is overtaxation and can you guess the next word? Judgment. Okay. So page 319, Gary DeMar says, God calls all nations to repentance. All the rulers of the earth must rule under God, obeying his commandments for the proper ordering of society. I'm going to move right on to um, page 312, where he has another quote that kind of fleshes that out. And he says, God warned the people in Samuel's day that their rejection of him as their true king would mean the confiscation of their property by an oppressive state. And then he's quoting directly from 1 Samuel chapter 8, verses 14 through 17, which says, and the king will take the best of your fields and your vineyards and your olive groves and give them to his servants. And he will take a tenth of your seed and of your vineyards and give to his officers and to his servants. He will take a tenth of your flocks and you yourselves will become his servants. Again, 1 Samuel chapter 8, verses 14 through 17. The day is long past when we can say that the federal government of the United States has taken a tenth of what we own, end quote. Okay. What is being explained here in 1 Samuel chapter 8 is what happens when a nation turns its back on God like Israel did so many times throughout history, throughout its history, right? What happens from a civil governmental perspective? What does judgment from God look like? That's 1 Samuel chapter 8 is judgment from God. And what we see is overtaxation, right? It's one of the signs of judgment here. Um, I'll quote a few more, but Jake, but before I do, Jake, was there, were there any other quotes that you wanted to add or any additional points that you wanted to make before I continued? Yeah. Um, so this one is talking about oppressive taxation, taxation, mm -hmm. right? And, um, but it's, it's talking about it specifically. Um, this was talking about, um, Israel, right? So, and, and the quote is oppressive taxation for Israel therefore, was the result of rejecting Jesus Christ as the true king and forsaking his commandments mm. as the only law system for yes. individuals, families, churches, business establishments, and civil governments. Yep. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And that rejection is what lands you in God's judgment, right? Um, our response to that judgment we need to be very careful about what that response is. So I'm, I'm going to quote another quote from um, page 317. Uh, Gary DeMar said, As the blessings of God began to diminish because of their rejection of their true king. And then, uh, let's see, see Judges um, 2, verses 11 through 23, and then also 17, 6. The people cried out to the state to save them from the tyranny brought on by their constant rebellion against God. And so many verses there. They're up on screen. Uh, I'll list them out. Sorry for the podcast listeners. <laughs> Don't want to leave you guys hanging. Uh, Judges chapter 8, verses 20 through to 23. First Samuel 8, and also First Kings 12. So check those out. Look them up. You know, 
rewind the episode a bit and uh, and look those up because that's important to understand. But we cannot look to earthly politicians to remove us from the judgment of God. (laughs) Our solution to God's judgment cannot be, well, we'll get them next time. We'll just elect some different people. Maybe they'll give us some slightly different policies. No, when you are under judgment from God, it is a very serious matter and it needs to be handled very seriously. It means that there is rot at the core of our society and our culture. And that rot is coming from people, from families, from individuals, from usually those two governments or the church government that then boil up and affect the civil government. So just trying to patch things there up at the top, it's it's like trying to fix something downstream of where the actual problem is. It's like, no, 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 you're you're trying to fix the symptoms and that's only going to work for so long. That bridge is not going to hold. You got to go back and fix the problem, fix the disease. And the disease is our churches are not preaching a comprehensive Christian world view our children are being given to the wicked to be trained instead of us training them ourselves in christianity in a biblical comprehensive worldview and our churches are not preaching on that they're preaching on a basic gospel message and nothing more which causes a rot in our society which leads to god's judgment that is what we are in go ahead jake yeah i don't want to cut you i i pulled i kind of pulled the same the same point from it um, it wasn't an exact quote, but I was I was thinking about this, and when I was reading through it, it, it brought to my mind that point of that both the Democrats and the Republicans think that just changing the institutional system <laughs> yep. will fix the problems, right? However, they don't understand is that the problems we are facing as a nation are only symptoms of the real problem, yes. and that is that we have turned away from God. Yep, yep, precisely, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, Gary DeMar sums this up really nicely on page 318. He says, the people see the solution to their national ills as political rather than ethical. So they elect a new regime that promises them security. They're just, you're digging yourself even deeper into the hole. I mean, 1 Samuel chapter 8 They wanted to be like the other nations around them. God warned them, said that, no, you don't want that. You want my perfect law. They said, nope, we're going to go with it anyways. We want a wicked ruler. We want to be like the nations around us. And so God said to Samuel, and I thought this was interesting, they are not rejecting you. They are rejecting me. When 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 we don't follow God's word and set that as our ultimate standard and self evidencing standard, we are not turning our back on some nice principles. We're not turning our back on some things that, ah, you know, that worked for the founding fathers, but doesn't really work for it. No, we are turning our back on God. And this is something that we really need to make sure that we understand. All right. We've got about seven minutes left. And um, what I would like to do is move on to, let's see, I have two more sections that I want to get to. So I'm going to move on to the next one. And then uh, I'd love to chat with you about that a little bit, Jake. So I've titled my next section, What is Due? And uh, there's a quote from page 310 that I think kind of talks about this and starts to address this a little bit. So, you know, what is due? we, We know that taxation is okay. Taxation is not wrong. Biblical taxation is okay. But what does that look like? What is due? Um, Jake, did you want to, page 310, did you want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah. So I had... I noticed that I, I loved this this quote, and cool. I had 
tried to bring it into my article. Uh, sorry, not article. I tried to bring it into my document that my notes and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. But I didn't have it, and then okay. I saw that you had it in your notes, <laughs> right? So nice. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I wanted to bring up this point. Um, Go for it. But yeah, the <clears throat> but the the quote is the the Bible for the most part is silent on the positive aspects of taxation, right? The reason for this is un it's easy to understand. Taxation in the hands of fallen creatures is often is used as a device to establish a messianic political order where the state is the god of its citizens. Mm, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I I love that <clears throat> quote. Yeah. Yeah, I mean when you have the ability to um essentially people just people give you their money right the money that they worked for which up to a certain point is not wrong but after that is wrong right <clears throat> when people start giving you money you kind of if you're not ruled by the holy spirit your heart is not reined in yeah that uh that starts to kind of corrupt you a little bit when people are giving you this money you start to want more you start to actually want to take more of it and start doing things with it that are not biblical so yeah I mean, for the most part, the Bible is silent on the positive aspects of taxation. So I'm, I'm really glad you brought this up, Jake. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is really good and um, really good point. You know, taxation in the hands of fallen creatures often is used as a device to establish a messianic political order <clears throat> where the state is the god of its citizens, which is idolatry, right? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. My throat is sticky. Okay, so <laughs> let's move on to, uh, let's see, page 316. Um, Gary DeMar said, Paul informs citizens that they are to pay taxes due to the civil authorities, Romans 13, 7. Notice that Paul does not say, pay whatever they want. The state must limit taxing authority to those areas specified by God's word, end quote. And so I would add to that too and tie in something he was saying earlier i think he did this in the book as well but when you are only allowed to tax for something and when you say i'm taking this much money and here's exactly what i'm using it for every cent of this tax here will be used explicitly for this right when that's what you do take the money apply it here there's no in between there's no oh what do you think we should do with this money no there's none of that if you take it from the people for something that you get you say you're going to use it for you better dang use it for what you said you're going to use it for you know <laughs> when that's the rule then what you do is you say well what do we need to use the money for what are the biblical responsibilities of the civil government and if that's what they if that's what they are i think you'll find that if you're if you're structuring your civil government in a manner that is following the biblical uh, directives for structuring that, you're not going to need more than what you need to run that. What you need to run that is extremely small, far less than 10%, which is what God asks for, right? I mean, in 1 Samuel chapter 8, the, 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 the judgment, the horrible judgment was that the king was going to want more than God wants. God only asked for 10% for his tithe. We talked about that last week. The judgment was that he would ask for more than 10% and that would be slavery, right? <laughs> so <clears throat> when civil government is doing only what it's called to do and a tax can only be called for to, 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 to do those things, you are going to get far less than 10% um, to support that. So 
Well, um, we're at pretty much at time, so I'm just going to wrap things up, actually. <laughs> Jake, is there anything else that you'd like to add? Any other quotes? Got about two minutes. No, no, I do not. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, you know, I, I do want to just really quickly, since we do have two minutes, I'm going to use all of this time, push it to the limit. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I want to pull in a quote from page 324. I think is really good. You know, Gary DeMar talked a lot about property and property tax and all of that. Property tax is highly unbiblical for a lot of reasons. I highly encourage you to read chapter six of volume two. Really, really good stuff. We can't get to all of it, unfortunately. But this quote I thought was really good. Page 324, he said, if an all-powerful civil government had power to tax the land, there would be no way of securing the future for the next generation of godly families. The taxation of property often leads to state ownership of the land, which is an attempt by the state to own the future. And we talked about this on Monday, actually, on our Monday show. State ownership robs an individual and his family of their ability to produce freely, to live out their calling under God. End quote. So, he spoke a lot about how the state civil government is not allowed to own land and is not allowed to tax our land because I think he said somewhere else, you know, whoever controls the land controls the future, um, which is why land is supposed to belong to families and be passed down as an inheritance. Anything you want to add before we wrap up, Jake? <clears throat> nope. All right. Well, thank you all so, so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Don't forget next episode coming out on friday very much looking forward to that we have our topic discussion on friday we're going to be talking about music as an influence on your heart and your mind and how to determine good music from detrimental music so stay tuned for that you don't want to miss that discussion jake and i are going to be breaking that down thank you so much don't forget go to trdshow.net grab that link find us on a whole bunch of other platforms like our gab page we really would appreciate that and our getter page you'll find a lot more updates from us than just our uh uh, triple weekly show <laughs> I almost said weekly show it's not that anymore send us an email at trdshow at protonmail.com looking forward to hearing from you and we will see you on Friday and remember everyone in all that you do do as unto the Lord <laughs>